The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where we work every single solitary week of the year, bringing you the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And this week, we're going to talk about a topic that is um, near and dear to the heart of basically every real estate investor and real estate investor wannabe that I know, and that is, how in the world do I get private money? I've heard about private money. I've learned about private money. I love the idea of private money where other individuals fund my deals as lenders or partners or whatever the setup might be. But I don't understand where do you find these people? Where do you, how do you, how do you talk to them? How do you get them to fund your deals? To help me with that discussion today is Darren Carey, who has been a real estate investor since 2005, specializing in absolutely nothing, doing whatever kind of deal comes across his plate, wholesale, retail, rentals, creative deals, whatever that might look like. He also founded Dayton Capital Partners in 2010 as a source of hard money loans for real estate investors and uh, has been on both the receiving end and the lending end of the private lending game. He's joining us from by phone from his home near Dayton, Ohio. Darren, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Thanks, Vina. It sounds so much better when you say it. <laughs> It's always it's always it's always good to get, you know, third party affirmation of your resume. You know? Like so. I hear people I hear, hear people introducing me and they're saying all this stuff about me. I'm like, "Yeah, I did do that, didn't I?" <laughs> yeah, it's and it's interesting cuz you learn one thing at a time along the way and all of a sudden you look back it's like, "Oh, wow, that is a lot of different things." Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, entrepreneurs tend to spend a lot more time looking at the horizon than they do in the rearview mirror. And I think it often surprises real estate investors when they they're at that stage where they've done some deals and they, you know, they kind of feel like they're at least consciously incompetent. And then someone points out to them, dude, you started from nothing two years ago and you've done like eight deals and that's eight more deals than I have. And that rocks. And let me take us just a second and say, wow, I, I actually have, I'm not anywhere near where I want to be, but I sure have come a long way from where I started. Right. And that's, that's the key is just always moving ahead, getting better, you know, being better on the next one than you were on the last one, getting another one done, learning something more. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Taking taking the painful hits that you sometimes take in real estate as what they are, which are lessons about things that you will never do again. <laughs> you will do. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of those out there. <laughs> you will do much better next time. Um, so, Darren, what what actually what actually struck this conversation up between the two of us was an experience that we were both seeing in uh, Rio of Greater Cincinnati's Friday morning haves and wants meeting. Which, for folks who have not attended that, you're nuts if you haven't. But if if you haven't attended that, it's basically a meeting where members get on and they say, I've got a deal I want to sell. I've got a, I've got money I don't want and I want to fund somebody else's deal. I have some appliances sitting in my garage if someone will come and pick them up. You know, it's just a, a just an open kind of networking who's got what and who wants what kind of meeting. And what we were seeing and experiencing over and over and over again is every week people would get on those calls and they would say, I have money I don't want. I've got $30,000 in an IRA. I've got $100,000 just sitting in a bank account at zero. And what I want is for someone to bring me a deal that I like so that I can put it into that deal so that it can stop making me sad by being in my bank account at 0% interest. And the same people were coming on week after week after week and talking about the same money, while at the same time we had people saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for lenders for deals. And somehow they just weren't making the connection. They're, they're, <laughs> the people with the money and the people who wanted the money were just somehow not connecting. And we got to talking about why that was, and it turned out to be a much more complicated situation <laughs> than yeah. what it looked like. There, there's, yeah, there's rarely one easy answer for anything. Mm-hmm. And and I have Otherwise, to think... You know, go ahead. Well, because if there was one easy answer for everything, it wouldn't be a problem. We'd have looked at, oh, well, there's the answer. Let's fix it and you're done. Yeah, <laughs> we, wouldn't, we wouldn't need to do an hour-long radio show if the answer was, look, just uh, fill out this form. Um. This has to be going on in real estate associations all over the country, that there there are people with money and then people who want it, and they're, the people who want it are wandering around going, there's no private lenders around here, and the people who have it are wandering around going, why can't I, why can't I get anybody to take my money? And um, I, I, would, I would guess that there's literally billions of dollars like this sitting around wanting investments because we did do a quick survey of the members of Cincinnati Rhea and Cori and we found we found several million dollars looking to be invested mm-hmm. just there and so there, there's got to be billions there have there have to be billions of dollars so what we're what we're trying to do today is give listeners kind of an overview of the strategy when they are the people who want the money for finding and connecting with the people who have the money and i just want to i just want to make it clear that what you do in your in your business the the Dayton Capital Partners business which is hard money loans is not what we're talking about when we're talking about no. private loans no not at all because as a hard money lender when i'm wearing that hat i have kind of a specific criteria that i'm looking for you've got to meet these standards 1 2 3 4 5 6 if you don't meet those standards, I can't do a hard money loan for you. 
Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I might switch hats and do something on the private lender side if the deal looks good and the borrower looks good. But your private lenders are still are your most flexible source of funding to get. And having those around is absolutely, you know, so helpful to your business. I'm not even sure how to make people understand how important that really is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the other the other piece of the of the hard money lender side is the terms are kind of dictated. I have oh, yeah. a, I have a program where you can borrow at nine percent with two points for one year, and I have a program where you can borrow at ten percent with no points for six months, and and there's not much going off that menu. But with private lenders, I have done multiple deals with the same private lender where the terms were different every time with just that one mm-hmm. private lender. Yeah, and it can change according to the deal, or maybe how this deal needs to be structured a little bit differently. Hey, um, I did one deal where I was the private lender, and I set up the deal where the guy was only paying 1% interest, but I got 25% of the deal when the deal sold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that worked, and it helped for him because he needed to keep his payments down low at the time because he had a couple projects going on and cash flow was a little tight, but he was experienced. He knew what he was doing. I've seen his work. It was all good, so we just structured it a little differently. Mm-hmm. And, and as a hard money lender, I couldn't have done that because it wouldn't fit my programs. And I want you to hold that thought of what you just said about you liked the guy, you liked his work, you knew him, because that is the first thing I want to discuss after we take a break here. Um, so listeners, if you are a, an, especially a newer investor or you're a more experienced investor, but you're new to the whole kind of world of private money. I don't just want you to listen up and take notes because what we're going to talk about today is going to, if you'll, if you go do it, it's going to work. I also want you to call with any questions, 877-772-9658, 877-772-9658. If you're not in a place you can call or you just don't like listening to your own voice on the radio, you can also send your questions via email to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Darren Carey um, from Dayton Capital Partners. And we're talking about the real secret strategies for finding and getting private lenders. And Darren, you hinted at probably the most important and misunderstood thing about private lenders when you told that story about making a loan at 1% interest, but with 25% of the back end of the deal. I think the most common call or, or even question, like if, if, if I'm at a RIA meeting, the most common question I get is somebody walks up to me and says, Hey, do you know where I can get a list of private lenders? And I just no, say, they're private. <laughs> I just say, ah, you don't understand how, this works. There isn't a list of private lenders. There, there. If if people are out there advertising that they are quote private lenders, then what they really are is hard money lenders, and they're going to dictate the rates and the terms, and they're going to have certain qualifications that you may or may not fit into as a borrower. The big secret of private lending is that it is very relationship based. And absolutely, it's 
that relationship is everything. It can be a newer relationship that you develop, but I mean, you're, mentally, I break private lenders down into two groups. There's the private lenders at RIA and the private lenders who've never gone to a RIA. Those private lenders who have never gone to a RIA, those are people you know that you've known for a while. It might be your Aunt Betty or your uncle or even you know, your grandparents or somebody you work with. They may not even know they could lend to you until you bring it up to them. And that probably is your best source of private lenders is that external network of people because you're going to help guide them along and help them along in the process. They get to make money at it. You get deals done. But you're going to find they are more receptive to your ideas on how to put things together and structure them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the people in the RIA, you know, the guys and gals that have been around as private lenders for a while, a lot of them are experienced real estate investors, and they have a pretty good idea of what kind of things they'll do, what they won't do, that maybe they know you well, maybe they don't know well, but they're also typically going to look for a little higher return than what somebody who hasn't been exposed to the RIA wants. Mm-hmm. And that works because now you're going to trade some of that dollars for expertise. And especially if you're starting out, that's a huge help. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and the flip side of that, though, is the folks that you meet at your real estate association are, in fact, more sophisticated than Aunt Betty. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. So, so you you need to not be afraid to approach them with, look, I know that what you said on the haves and wants call was that you were looking for ten percent interest, but would you consider something like a partnership instead? Would you consider something like one percent interest and twenty five percent of the back end? And they will they'll understand it. And they'll think it through and think of it, think about it, if it does work for them or not. And Aunt Betty can't really think that through because she didn't understand the sentence you just said. Right. And it was something that came up on the haves and wants call when we started discussing this briefly that really struck me is one of the potential borrowers said they felt like they were begging when they approached a private lender. Mm -hmm. You're not. You're approaching somebody with a business proposition. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I know when I started looking for private money and started talking to people, you know, it was, it was kind of intimidating. It's kind of scary. It's like, oh my God, these guys are rich. They've been around forever. They know what they're doing. Why do they want to talk to little old me? Mm -hmm. And I found out as I started talking to them, they're, they're very receptive. They're happy to talk to me. They're happy to help. They gave me advice. They gave me guidance. So it really turned out to be some really good conversations. And some of those are now, you know, great friends. And some of those people I approached to be private lenders never did become a private lender, but we've done other things together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's been a good thing. And that, and that, and that brings me to a, a second point that, I wanted to make sure that we got out. I think sometimes like we speak a particular language within the real estate investor community and we say things like relationships. And I think, I think sometimes people perceive that means that it, you know, I have to know this person for years. I have to have gone out to dinner with their families a few times. I have to, um, I, I have to be bringing a certain set of things to the table so that like we're equals. If I'm, if I'm asking somebody for a hundred thousand dollars, I better have done 15 deals and successfully. And that's not 
really what it's all about. A relationship is not necessarily we've, we've, you know, I've been around forever. We've been around forever. We've known each other forever. Relationships can be built pretty quickly, literally just by showing up. Like, like don't just show up when you want money, right? (laughs) Show up at the meetings, be a familiar face and participate where you can and, and offer help, offer stuff back before you're standing there saying, can you write me a check? So I know you've seen some great examples of people who are, who are offering things uh, just on a regular basis and are therefore pretty known in the, in the community, mm-hmm. even though they're not, they're not like super experienced investors. Can you give some examples of some of those that have kind of impressed you? Which on the borrower side? Yeah, the the, just side? just 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 members just members who show up and and are always there and are always offering whatever while they're there. The ones that have impressed me are the ones that they're there, they're attending, they're learning. Um, they stop by, they say hi, they talk to other people, and quite honestly, a lot of time they're asking good questions. They're trying to learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're trying to you know, figure out, how do I do this better? How do I analyze this deal? Hey, I'm looking at this deal. Can you help me run through the numbers? Can you, you know, show me this? It's, it's Some of the people are the ones that are volunteering. They're just helping around the RIA, mm-hmm. you know, helping volunteer and do this and do that and, you know, pitching in where they can. Mm-hmm. It's those types of things. You know, that tells, tells me something of what used to be part of the old four C's, which is, you know, the character of a person. And for me as a private lender, that is hugely important. Your character, your, your, your reputation, um, and seeing that, that that matters a lot. I mean, because I'm looking at you as the borrower. Uh, yeah, we're lending on a property, and the property is security is for the deal, but that's my last resort. I want to do a good deal. I want to see you make a bunch of money. I'm going to make a little bit of money, and I'm going to get paid back. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you said you said that as a as a private lender, <laughs> the property, which is what most borrowers will pitch to you, they'll say, "Oh, let, let me tell you all about this property that I have and why it's a good deal for you." But you said that's actually your last resort. Yeah, I, I don't want the property unless I'm a partner. If I'm a lender, I don't want the property. I want the interest. If I'm a partner, yeah, we're going to, you know, then it becomes a little different, you know, calculation at that point. But if I'm lending a person money, that person is the one paying me back. They're just using the house to do it. Mm-hmm. So if that person, so when I look at somebody, it's, do you have the capacity to pay me back? Will you pay me back? Do you have a reputation or history of paying people back? Um, things like that. I'm looking for that responsible individual. The only reason there's a house there is because that's the project you're doing. And if you flake out and disappear or something goes wrong, I can take that house back and at least you know try to preserve my principal or minimize my loss to a certain degree. I'm not doing a loan because I want your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and and that leads to this thing where people who are seeking private money tend to believe that private lenders are like banks 
they're going to look at the credit report and they're going to look at the appraisal on the property and they're going to look at the the the, the, the somehow there's like this whole checking out process with private lenders exactly like there is with banks and it's not that there's not one it's not like there's not a process at least there should be <laughs> i'm not sure all private lenders do it well, <laughs> but yeah there, that varies a lot but there should be but the the first thing that's going to get a private lender's attention is you are you are you friendly are you helpful and as you said are you asking good questions i hadn't even thought about that one but you're right when when someone approaches me and i see them fairly often and they're asking about deals or they're asking about concepts and it's it's a you know it's clear that they are devoted to do their own education to doing it yeah i i pay more attention to them than to the other 199 people who are just milling around and I don't, you know, I see them, but I never talk to them. So I don't know them. So if they called me and asked for a private loan, I wouldn't even be able to put a face <laughs> to the, mm-hmm. to the name. So relationship building is important. Y'all got that, right? Y'all got that private lending is mostly relationship based. You're asking, Oh, how do I find these private lenders? You show up and a really good place to do that is at your local real estate association. And that's a boy, that's a that's an argument I've had with three people in the last two weeks, Darren. They they've said, Well really? at my at my real estate association, everybody's a hard money lender. N- no. You're just not talking to the private lenders aren't standing at the front of the room saying, Hey, I loan out money at twelve percent interest with two points. Those those are not I, I get it that, that people are saying that and those are hard money lenders, but there are so many other people around who it's not their profession. They just have, you know, $70,000 sitting in a self-directed IRA that they'd like to get invested. They're not wandering around saying who wants to borrow my money. But if you talk to them and you ask them about themselves, you <laughs> then you find out. So everybody got that right. Relationship building. And it means showing up, being nice, you know, and if you can offer something like if if uh, somebody has a question about uh, a good roofer and you happen to know a good roofer, you know, making that referral helps build that relationship. If somebody asks about uh, why their Internet is only working sporadically, I have that question right now. Why is the Internet on my computer <laughs> work sometimes when I turn it on and not other times when I turn it on? And if I asked that question and you you gave me an answer, I'd be like, "Ooh, I like John there. He's he's a smart guy. He helped me out." It got nothing to do with real estate, but next time you come and have an ask of me, you you have moved up on my mental list of people because you helped. Yeah, and it's little things like that will make a big difference. Mm-hmm. It really is. Okay, we need to take another quick break. After which, we're going to start ask, answering some listener questions uh, who that came in via the email address at askvina at gmail.com. That was a hint that if you have a question, you could send it in to askvina at gmail.com. You can also give us a call at 877-772-9658. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Darren Carey, and we are talking about how to find and and attract and do deals with private lenders, not hard money lenders, just people who have money. 
And um, we do have a couple of questions sitting in the inbox here, Darren. But before I get to them, I I, I want to say that um, the other really common question, other than where's there a list of private lenders, is what kind of rates and terms do private lenders charge? And that's another one of those okay, you just, you're not understanding how this works kind of thing because it's a wide range. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me as a hard money lender, I can give you a pat answer. Here's what it is. One, two, three, four. Done. Ask me as a private lender for an interesting deal. I don't know. It could change a lot. There might be points. There might not be points. There might be a lower interest rate. There might be a higher interest rate. There might be a small payment. There might be a large payment. There might be no payment. We might be sharing part of the equity. Maybe we're not. Maybe there's something else going on. It's The deal becomes whatever we structure the deal to be that works for both of us. And, okay, so, so, so to me, you got to think of private lenders like sellers. you got to know the story before you know what they want. I mean, they, they, may, they may say, I want, I want this one thing, but then when you really hear what their goals are, you're like, are you sure you want that? Or do you want this other thing that would more get you what you want? And one of the things we've noticed on these Cincinnati RIA haves and wants meetings is that there are a lot of people who have money who are saying, I want to lend that money and I specifically want to lend it to somebody who can teach me something. So... Um, I've heard this one a lot. I have, I, 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 my, my goal is be a, a rehabber. I want to rehab and retail houses, but I don't have any experience in that. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to take this $100,000 that I have sitting in the bank and I would like to loan it to somebody at a favorable rate of interest who would then agree to let me follow them around during the rehab that my money was doing and introduce me to their contractors and show me the contracts and show me how, why they're making the decisions about the kitchen cabinets that they're making. And how would you ever know that about somebody if, if either, if they didn't either express it or you didn't ask them? Yeah. And that being able to learn that about somebody I mean, for me, that's where, you know, the meeting after the meeting becomes extremely important. Mm -hmm. um, that and the other networking opportunities that are afforded, it's that's where you get to know people. That's where you get to learn who wants to be a private lender, who's looking for a partner, who wants to do some interesting kind of a deal. And, and that's where those connections are made. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you start the introduction process, you know, somewhere, you know, maybe you sat next to them during the presentation and you start chatting a little bit, but then you went down the hall, you talked to him in the hallway a little more and you, you talked to him on the phone later. That's how you're building that relationship and learning. How can we work together? Can we do something as a, can you be my lender mm -hmm. or, you know, can I be the lender for you? Mm -hmm. Can, you know, can we do a JV together? Should we be a partner? You know, should we call somebody else to help? Maybe they can help both of us. Mm -hmm. There's so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. And the opportunities come by just conversation that beyond, I, I sometimes I think that people, people, when they hear networking, what they think is uh, like networking at a business conference. I'm going to say, hi, we're going to talk about where we each work. I'm going to hand you my business card and I'm going to say, uh, yeah, give me a call if we can ever do business. And then we're going to go our separate ways. And that's very much not, 
That's very much not how relationships with private lenders and partners and, you know, even buyers, if you're a wholesaler, uh, get developed, it's follow-up. And that was one of the things, we actually did a whole panel discussion about this at last Thursday's uh, RIA and CORE meeting. And something that both the lenders and the borrowers said over and over and over on that panel was when I when I do deals, it's usually with people that not only have we talked about potentially doing business together, but we've actually had conversations about what each of our goals are, what kind of properties we like and don't like. And that was what led to, oh, now I have a deal. Can you fund it? And the answer is yes. Yep. Those, those are all, that, those are the important steps to take. You know, it's just, you can't do like you were talking about, you know, the typical business networking, just taking somebody's card and call them when you have a deal. That works for a hard money lender. It doesn't work for a private lender. Mm-hmm. Um, on the panel, I think Adam gave a good example of somebody he met on an airplane flight and over the topic came up, but it was six months before they ever did a deal together as they got to know each other. Mm-hmm. And you've got to go through that process. You've got to get to know somebody if they're going to be a private lender for you. And and this brings, uh, this is a good place to introduce uh, one of the questions that we've gotten at askveen at gmail.com. This is from Javon. She says, my husband and I are looking for our first rehab opportunity. We are marketing for off-market deals right now and looking with a real estate agent. We have found a potential opportunity, but we're hesitant to make offers because of the fact that we do not have the funding lined up. We are members of Cincinnati and Cleveland RIA, investing in the Cleveland market, having difficulty making introductions and networking virtually. We are planning to make the haves and wants meeting on Friday, but not sure how else we might be able to get funding. Any suggestions? Actually, I think they've already got part of it. It's, I'll admit, you know, it's hard to network online through Zoom. It is because you're kind of limited to one-on-one conversations. But that haves and wants is a good start. That's a good way to do it. Uh, hitting your local meetups, talking to people that are already in your network. It's a lot of times people think in terms of a private lender, and it's got to be somebody in the RIA. Look outside the RIA. Who else do you know? Is it your, your doctor, your dentist, um, the person, you know, Quite honestly, I've had some private lenders that were. I, I'm kind of one guy's a landscaper. You would never know he'd be a private lender. Mm-hmm. But somehow the topic came up one time, and you know he had thirty thousand dollars, and he did a private loan for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so and you, and Javon, I the, the the discussion here is about private lenders, but your your best bet in terms of like. Is the money definitely going to be there, and am I already going to know what the terms are, and can I be pre-approved so that I can know that, assuming the deal appraises and whatnot, I can get the money? Is going to be a hard money lender. Now, I was the, trying not to say that. The, well, no, no. I mean, that's like you know, if she, if she, if she'd said, "Oh, and I've got great credit and twenty-five percent down," I would have said, "Your your best bet is go get pre-approved with a bank," and also look for private lenders, but you know, have that plan B in case you don't find a private lender. And and as to the Zoom networking, I mean, look, I get it. I can't wait until meetings can be live again. But most associations, and I, I can't speak directly to the Cleveland group because I do see some of their um, meeting announcements coming out, but a lot of groups have, they have the big meeting, 
which is the one that everybody's like, you can't network here. All you can do is is chat. But they also have focus group meetings, or, or they might call them subgroup meetings that are much, much smaller. Our okay. special interest meetings are, you know, this one's about wholesaling, this one's about retailing, this one's about providing housing, this one's about notes and mortgages. Those are much easier. To, in fact, there's usually time built into those meetings for everybody to just kind of talk and say what they have and what they want. So you might try those. Um, the, the haves and wants meetings that Cincinnati RIA does and that other groups around the country are starting to do are great for this. But Javon, do not just sit there and wait for somebody to say, I have private money and then name the terms you want. You speak up. You say, look, this is my first rehab. I'll, 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 let me just get that out of the way right now. <laughs> but um, I'm, I, I feel like, you know, we're, we're pretty well educated and I'm looking for this kind of private money. I'm looking for, um, you know, roughly this much money for roughly this long a time. And I'd like to talk terms with somebody and people will raise their hand and say, I will talk to you, Javon. But here's the thing, Darren, you and I, you and I talked about this offline sometimes people doing their first deal get outright offended because they've heard that private money is supposed to be whatever, 8% interest for a year. And once they've talked to a private lender, that private lender says something like, well, because this is your first deal, I'm going to have to, I'm going to be looking for 12%. And I'm going to be looking for payback in nine months. And then they say, oh, well, these people are taking advantage of new investors. And that is not, in fact, what is going on. Can you explain what's actually going on? Yeah. I know if if you're approaching me, I know I'm going to have to hold your hand a bit. I'm going to give you extra help. We're going to be referring out contractors to you. I'm going to be helping you solve problems. It's I'm going to be a lot more involved with somebody on their first deal. You know, if it's your, you know, 15th deal, yeah, that's a whole different game. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what you're doing at that point. So I'm just simply, you know, building that in. I'm pricing pricing some of my time into the deal at that point. Mm-hmm. And, and Javon, somebody might even say, I will, I will give you the money, but I want half of the back-end profit because I know that you are, because I was, a, I, I, I did my first rehab once. And I know that you are going to run across a lot more problems than you think you are. There's every chance you're going to run over budget. You are going to make some mistakes. And my role is going to be less of a private lender, which is, you know, I write you a check and then you just send me checks back and I have no other involvement. And we're almost like a partner where even though you don't know you need it right now, you're going to need it. And to be a partner, I want a bigger piece of the pie because I'm not just lending the money. I'm, I'm also lending the expertise and maybe the contracts and the contractors and all of those sorts of things. Yeah, and if they're offering off a split like that, then all of a sudden they're sharing in some of that risk too. So that when it does go over budget or these, those expenses get out of hand, you know, they're kind of sharing in some of that cost. So, it, you know, for a first-time borrower, that could be, you know, really be the best deal for them is to do a split like that with somebody who is experienced. Yes. And, and I, I was just going to recommend exactly the same thing. Maybe, maybe Javon, you want to look for that person instead of looking for a lender because it can keep you from making 
some errors that you don't need to make if there's a more experienced person involved. But a lot of, see, this is a communication problem that is kind of the lender's fault in a way. They don't communicate that this is why I'm saying something different to you than you heard me say to Joe Bob over here. It's it's a it's a risk thing. It's a how involved am I going to be thing. It's a and it just comes off as well. I told you I was a new investor, and so you raised the rates, and that's that's well, not what's happening. Well, and you may not know, you know, I've done twelve loans with Joe Bob already. He has a personal track record with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very now, true. That makes a difference. Very true. Uh, oh. We need to take another quick break. If you have a last-minute question, you definitely need to call at 877-772-9658 or send an email to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Talking today to Darren Carey about advice for private borrowers who are looking for private lenders and just feel like they're just they're just not out there everybody says they're out there but I, I, they're not they're not coming to me <sighs> well they're everywhere you just haven't asked them yet they're right in front they're of not you. Coming to you they're not coming to you because they don't know you have have an opportunity for them to do something i i can't express strongly enough how much lenders it, it just and private lenders buyers you know people with money are dying for deals right now. Oh, absolutely, because we don't want it sitting in an account doing nothing, you know, earning, you know, interest that's negative with inflation. It's like we want to get out there working and doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's a... Here's, um, and go ahead. I had an interesting thought over while I was listening to the traffic is you'd mentioned earlier, you know, the private lender that might have $70,000. As you're networking, you need more than one private lender because just because they did one deal with you doesn't mean they have enough funds to do the next deal, mm-hmm. especially if that first one hasn't closed yet. Mm-hmm. So I think each person out there needs to you know, be seeking as many you know, private lenders as they can. Um, they should also have one or two hard money lenders that they can call quick. And sometimes you can find a local bank that will lend on rehab projects too. Mm-hmm. But you need to have multiple sources out there that you can work with. Private lenders, I think, are just the best one because they're, you know, the most flexible and, you know, easiest to work with. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Let's see if we can solve Ian's problem here. He says, I'm listening to your radio show right now and wanted to see if maybe you had some, some specific advice for my situation. My wife and I are currently house hacking our first investment property, a triplex near Ohio University. Now, that's Ohio University. That's not Ohio State University. Ohio University is in Athens, Ohio. We are planning on purchasing our next property this year, but need help with the financing. Going to the CORE meetings doesn't seem to be as helpful for me as people in the Columbus area are not that familiar with the Athens area or feel that it's too far away. There is no local RIA in our area for me to meet people. And I've already talked with some of my family about lending to me, but they said they would not. I feel that Athens is such a small market that it is more difficult to find that here. I have had a few sellers offer to finance deals, but the terms they ask for usually end up being a net loss monthly or they're in an area that I would not want to buy in. So this is something we've been hearing more and more on these haves and wants calls because people are literally joining from all over the country now. We've got we've got a guy who invests in Cleveland who is there every single solitary week and 
we're hearing more of, you know, how do I access money when my deal is not where the money is? What, what advice would you give to Ian? Well, the first thing is on the family side, your favorite aunt might lend you money because she likes you. Most of your family won't lend money to you because they've known you the, your entire life, and they remember everything you have ever screwed up in your life. <laughs> and so until you have some level of success with what you're doing now, they're just not going to be there. Sorry, that's just kind of what I've seen. So you need to expand out that network there a little bit. Um, Co-Re is a fantastic resource. Local meetups are out there. You can do that. And just you've got to talk to more people because, I mean, what, actually there's another Cori member I know is dropping off their daughter at Athens in Athens at OU today. And she was, you know, with me yesterday. We were talking about me doing a loan for her. Mm-hmm. And I'd be okay with Athens. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of just because one person says no, you have to keep going out there and finding them. And it's you, and, you need that one yes. And this is this is this is where again, Ian, communications issues. You need to sell me on Athens. You need to sell co re meeting co re members on Athens. If you're in, you know, if you live in uh uh savannah georgia and you belong to the atlanta ria group and everybody there likes investing in atlanta you need to sell them on savannah okay so when you go on to these networking calls i think you have been being silent because i'm trying to remember if i ever heard anybody say i'm looking for money for a deal in athens and you need to speak up and you need to say i'm looking for a partner or a long-term, a longish-term lender in Athens, and let me tell you all the great reasons that you should have money in Athens. It's a yeah, great little town. There's, yeah, it, 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 sell me on you. Sell me on you too. Because I don't want to yeah. have to go to Athens. <laughs> well, I want to hear. Like I, I know I vaguely. I think I've driven through Athens, Ohio, once or twice. I'm vaguely aware that Ohio University is a, a fairly large university, especially if you're being kind of stuck out there in rural uh, Eastern Ohio. Mm-hmm. I happen to like rural properties i kind of dig rural properties yeah i'm less of a fan of the urban ones than i have was in the past (laughs) yes well the the urban properties tend to you know they're 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 cheaper they're they do rent for less but at the same time there tends to be a lot a lot less bureaucratic red tape around things like that's what i'm not a fan of yeah (laughs) around things like everything from you know rental rules to uh to rehab so Yes, talk about yourself, introduce yourself, explain to the folks in Columbus and in Cincinnati, because I think they're probably equal distance away, why they should be really interested in partnering with you, you, you know, what have you got, and also in the Athens area, and, and keep saying it. Because just, because just because you go to a networking meeting and there's 50 people there and you say it and nobody responds doesn't mean that the next time you go to that same networking meeting and there's 50 different people there that somebody isn't going to say hey that sounds kind of cool and if anybody shows any interest if anybody says like hey i'd love to talk to you don't wait for them to call you get their number and you You call call them. them and 
you know, it's a little thing you're talking about, you know, sell me out of Athens. You know, until yesterday, I didn't even know who you was in Athens. <laughs> yeah, so so it's not it's not that there might not be people that would be really interested in doing that, because, again, lots of people looking for places for money to land and getting more, they're getting more open in where the, where they're willing to let that land <laughs> than, than they might have been a couple of years ago. Um, but sell it, dude. Sell it. All right. Let's see if we can grab some more uh, questions here in the last two minutes. Uh, this question is from Brava. Speaking from the the borrower's perspective, shouldn't we have an idea of the rate structure that we're comfortable paying before approaching any possible or prospective lenders? If so, for if you're in the RIA, reaching out to the RIA crowd, the experienced private lenders, it's probably going to be the other way around. They're probably going to tell you the kind of rate structure they're looking for. But if you're reaching out to somebody who really is would be a potentially private lender who's truly private, who has no that you're explaining to them what they can do and how they can do it, yes, you should be giving them an idea of what you're offering, whether it's you know six percent or eight percent or twelve percent. And quite honestly, if you tell half those people twelve percent, they're going to you know their head's going to explode because it's going to be too good to be true and they won't believe you. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's, 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 let's take a half a step back here and say there are laws regulating you going out to the public and saying, I will pay 8%. Lenders can say all day, I charge 8%, but you can't really say I want to pay 8% until you've got a relationship and and understand that the person yeah. the person that you're talking to is either an accredited investor or a sophisticated investor so there there is that piece too which i hope you already know brava man but um yeah the little the sec has a little something to do with that yeah they they really really do so i mean yes do you need to know your numbers yes do you need to know here here's like the top end of what i could make work with this deal and not not cross over that boundary absolutely yes but i think you're missing here that you're not going to have any conversation about any rate structure with any private lender until you have already built that relationship had that conversation you know each other's goals you know each other somewhat and then you can just start talking about this is what would work for me what would work for you so Darren, I'm afraid that we are out of time. These uh, hours go so, so quickly. And I, I really hope, I appreciate you being here. I really hope the folks have gotten the message that there's not a list. There's not a certain set of rates and terms. It's about building relationships, which means showing up, being nice, making connections, doing, doing the things that you need to do before you need the check written. Right. And that, that's absolutely the key is just getting to know people. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Darren, and thank you, listeners. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Mm